0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires
1: downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDIC. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 135. Do you give money to panhandlers? By J Money of budgetsaresexy.com. Get ready to maximize your potential with Optimal Finance Daily, the podcast that brings you the best content in personal finance five days a week. Your optimal life awaits. Now, here's your host, Dan Warren. Greetings to all of you on this Friday This is where I, of course, read to you from some of the very best personal finance blogs on the planet. Now, today I've got a post from Jay Money, and Justin over at Optimal Living Daily actually guest posted on his site, which is BudgetsAreSexy.com, recently, I think it was just last week, and he talks about what he's learned from tracking his income and expenses down to the penny for six years now. It's a fun post with some interesting takeaways, so if you want to check that out, Justin reads it on his podcast, Optimal Living Daily, in episodes 255 and 256, or you can check out the post over at budgetsaresexy.com as well. It was also featured in Business Insider, so you can see it there too. But for now, let's hear from J Money as we optimize your life. Do you give money to panhandlers? By J Money of budgetsaresexy.com. I did, twice this week, and each time my wife scolded me. She tells me it's smarter to give to legitimate charities because you never know if these panhandlers are lying. Which is true, you don't, but what if they aren't? What if they do have cancer and no home and five kids who can't afford to eat dinner that night? What if they are a war vet without a leg or a place to go? I told her I have faith in humanity, and if they really were duping me, well, they need even more help than I can give them. I also reminded her that I don't like giving to charity charities because I never get to see where any of my donations actually go. I know where they tell me it goes, and I see all the pictures of the sad kids or dogs or countries, but I don't get to see the exact ones who actually get my money. I also don't appreciate the 13 emails I subsequently get every week thereafter, or that when I hit unsubscribe, I start getting requests in the mail instead. I remind her that this was what prompted Nate and I to start Love Drop, our attempt at making a difference in one person's life directly versus a hundred or a thousand or a million indirectly. A project we filmed every month so that people could literally see the faces of the people we helped when we handed over their cash or gifts they had mailed in. All $90,000 of it. The reaction on both sides was indescribable. The ones who gave and the ones who received. I harbor no ill will toward reputable charities. They're very much needed in this world of ours. I'm just personally more affected by one-to-one interactions than one-to-organizational ones. And since I suck so much at contributing to these places, I have a rule for myself that says I have to say yes any time I'm asked for money by any one person. There are limits, of course. Like if Uncle Jack wants $5,000 for a jet ski, that doesn't count. But if someone asks to help them fundraise for something important to them, I have to say yes. I may not be invested in the charitable cause itself, but it doesn't matter. I'm invested in my friends and my family. Last month, I was asked if I'd contribute to a -a walkathon for a kid and I gladly said yes. Yesterday, I was asked if I would contribute to a friend's mission to Africa, and so I said yes to that too. I may not give to world-famous charities, but I'm no asshole. My wife very much understands this, of course, but says I should at least limit the amount of money I then give to the panhandlers since I restrict myself from saying no, and usually I do. I typically have tons of change and dollar bills in my car console for exactly these situations when asked to give while sitting in a light. But this time, I decided to make it hurt a passage from the Bible crept in and reminded me that it's a much bigger sacrifice for a poor person to donate a dollar than it is for a wealthy one to donate $1,000. The more it stings, the better you're doing, at least according to the Bible. Now, I didn't reach in my wallet and give these less fortunate ones a $1,000 bill. I'm not that bad yet. But I did give $15 worth. To the first, I handed over $5, which was a lot harder to give than a dollar. And the next, I challenged myself and handed over a $10 bill, which hurt more than the $5 bill and even more so than the one. That was the part that my wife had the beef with. Wasting $1 is nothing, but reaching for the bigger bills is. If, of course, you believe the person on the other side is deceiving you, which I do not. Either way, it made for a great discussion between the wife and I, and so I thought I'd continue it here. With you guys, not my wife. She's tired of me. So tell me, do you give money to the homeless and or panhandlers? Do you have any of your own rules for donating to charity? I don't know why I do half the things I do, but I do know that goodness is the only investment that never fails. And I know this because Henry David Thoreau said so, and he's pretty smart. Update, I don't actually have a problem with the where the money goes debate with legitimate charities. They all have overhead and at the end of the day, they do a ton of good in the world. We also had overhead at Love Drop. I just have a problem with not physically seeing or knowing which person specifically is getting my money. It's a silly request and one that a large organization would have a tough time pulling off, but it's what motivates me to give in the end, seeing that personal connection and knowing it's making a difference in that specific person's life.
0: Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service.
1: You just listened to the post titled, Do You Give Money to Panhandlers? by jmoneyofbudgetsaresexy.com. And that will wrap up this week's episodes here on Optimal Finance Daily. As I mentioned at the top of the show, Justin from Optimal Living Daily recently, uh, just last week, wrote up a post for Budgets Are Sexy readers talking about some takeaways from tracking his expenses for uh, six years now. And you can check that out at budgetsaresexy.com and also get Justin's template for tracking both your income and expenses. He's also answering questions there in the comments, so it's definitely worth stopping by. Or you can actually listen to Justin reading the post himself over at Optimal Living Daily, uh, the podcast. That's episodes 255 and 256. And that's another week in the books. I'll be back at you with more posts next week. So have yourselves a great weekend, and I'll catch you on Monday where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer.